but I studied psychology. I lived with a psychiatrist. I had my own brain damage. I helped young people with brain damage. I tried because I had my problems, how you could cope with it. I live in Holland, very open-minded. So for me, it's something different and I am what I am. Yeah. You take it or leave. Welcome to a new episode of Most Memorable Journeys. This is going to be fun because my guest today is Pim Perret, who tells me that she has a childlike brain and we are going to find out why. And I think, you know, I don't think it's as bad as she keeps making it sound, but um, she is from Holland and she has been living here in Cyprus for 22 years. Mm-hmm. Um, she is a very, very lovely lady that used to come to my Global Woman Club meetings. And she is a health and communication psychologist, but she is not doing that job officially anymore. And we will find out why. Welcome to Most Memorable Journeys, Pim Pere. Thank you very much for inviting me. It's a huge pleasure to have you. You drove all the way from Paphos to Limassol. This is actually recorded live because very often I record on Zoom. Mm-hmm. But we are doing this live because you were telling me that you are, a, what did you call yourself? A digital moron. A digital moron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think you are. But um, one of the reasons why um, you have this, um, I don't know what we want to call it, it's not a disability. I don't like that word, but it is a disability. Well, it's a neuro- neurological uh, handicap. What happened? Um, when I was 28, I'm now 56, I had a very severe car accident. And um, I went in coma immediately, ended up with a uh, um, severe brain injury trauma. Did I was paralyzed, couldn't speak, couldn't see. It all physically outside looked good, but inside I still have a very short, short memory. I get distracted easy. I get tired easy. And uh, I had a lot of medication the first 23 years after that. So, um, yeah, that made my life totally different. And my my ex, he he was in the car and he knew immediately, oh, my God, my whole life is destroyed. You are, we were laughing before because you are saying that uh, you have a very short memory or you forget very quickly. And I think that's an advantage in life. It's it is, in certain ways. <laughs> some things, but uh, let's be a little bit more serious. So that was a really, I mean, at the age of 28, that's kind of, you know, the beginning, the beginning of a professional life or, or you have just started your professional life. Yeah. That is, that has a big impact on everything. And you were saying that you were, at the time, you were in love with a man who was much older than you. Yeah. He was in the car with you. Yeah. But this man had a big impact on you because yes. you traveled a lot together, right? Yes. And it was a very eccentric psychiatrist. People said of him, he's strange, but he heals. Later, uh, when we became lovers and lived together, I never married, but we lived together for nine years. Uh, regularly, we also had meetings of all the psychiatrists of the area. And, you know, the more traditional psychiatrist who's only working with medicine. He was already from the 80s very busy with yoga, with a physiotherapist. And, you know, to find the integration of body and mind. Mm-hmm. He was very in the 80s, huh? 
So in that time, they were all a little bit like, he's crazy. But he did, uh, he was an interesting man and he traveled a lot. He worked, was also in the Marine, you know, in New New Guinea. My English is not fantastic. Your English is fine. But he he traveled a lot. Uh, He was born in Indonesia because his father was was, um, uh, a lawyer and they lived there. So in Java. Uh, a very interesting man. He traveled all over the world, China, whatever. Also as a psychiatrist, he went to symposia. When I met him, we also made some beautiful trips because yeah. we had no children yeah. and we had freedom and he, he was wealthy. Yeah. I had my own work. He loved me to be independent yeah. and do my own things. But we had uh, nine interesting years, but we only got together the accident. Yeah, that's a shame. You were mentioning that he was born in Indonesia. And for those people who don't know, because many people do not know that, Indonesia was a Dutch colony. Yes. And many people... Nederlands, India. Yes. So um, coming back to that psychiatrist, because that fascinates me, somebody who in the 80s already understood holistic medicine, because normally psychiatrists and most psychiatrists even today... All they know is uh, give a yeah. pill. Yeah. And the funny thing is this man, he studied in Groningen. And there there was also, a bio, uh, um, how do you call it, biology in the psychiatry. And then they asked him, do you want to become a professor? He said, no, I want to make a garden. What? He said, yes. And he moved from the south, or from the north, Groningen, to the south, where, in Breda, where yeah. I was born, borderland made a house, and then he made a big garden with beautiful trees. And his work was in the garden. So he was often with his patients in weeding, walking around in the forest, playing with the gooses, that kind of, Mm -hmm. doing yoga in the garden. Mm -hmm. So he had a vision. Yeah. That reminds me of Milton Erickson, because I'm a hypnotherapist and I'm using the Milton Erickson uh, method. And he used to sit in the house smoking his pipe with his uh, with his patients. And that was his therapy, you know, and he was a psychiatrist. So um, it doesn't always have to be a pill. I think this is the biggest misconception um, that we have in medicine yeah. in general there is always, of course, there is always a pill, yes. but there are many, many other things that yeah. uh, we can do. And you have your own story when, when you comes to that. You were telling me before that up until how many years ago you were on a lot of medicine? Uh, I think uh, 23 years I, ha- I used a lot of medicine. By the way, this Rulof is his name, Rulof Seven. He also he said, I'm not against pills. In the beginning, when somebody's very psychiatric ill, you need sometimes, because you can't start a talk yeah. with that schizophrenic yeah. person or very depressed. Yeah. Yeah. So, But as soon as possible, he went to supplements. Yeah. And other things yeah. and talking herbs, yeah. supplements, exactly. Yes. Yeah, and and uh, you know it's the same with um, depression. Yes, because when you when you are severely depressed, when you are clinically depressed, I think it's very difficult to just practice gratitude and go for a walk. Exactly, you, know? you need medicine. Mm. Yes, and that's what this medicine is made for. Yes, but not when you just have a little down because you know I don't know because your boyfriend left you or because whatever. Yeah. That's when we have to take life in our own hands. And I think that is a very, very big difference. But let's get back to your story about... Well, I was, of course, you know, after my accident, I was, that's a side effect of severe brain damage. I was like a child. Mm -hmm. I was two years rehabilitating perfect. 
I didn't realize that my whole life was destroyed. He was a psychiatrist, wanted to share, couldn't, because I was like, we're alive, beautiful flowers. Yeah. <laughs> he, we were completely in a different way. Yeah. And at that moment, uh, after a year or whatever, I found out what happened. And then I severely wanted to stop life. Mm -hmm. So I was in a very bad Suicide state. Or, Suicidal. Yeah, yeah. Well. And then it started all the medicines, all the medicines. And the problem is, if you use, now my GP in Holland admits it, but if you use 23 years, all kind of medication, it works against you. And I don't, I, I understand the medical world. I understand it. But this, they don't, I think they don't realize too much how dangerous it can be. So at a certain moment in 2019, I was four times Severely depressed without any reason, mm -hmm. with a lot of medication, even a nurse who helped me to get me mobilized. And then I said, and now I stop it. It was a chemical imbalance. It was totally, yes. it worked against yeah. me. There was no yeah. reason I was. So then, and, Eve, and my father was the only one who, who knows the whole history. He said, I understand it. And then I choose to go to functional medicine and nutritional therapist. And that changed my life. I mean, I had to offer a lot because suddenly I couldn't eat cookies anymore and no, no alcohol and I had to move a lot, yeah. you know. Uh, I had to breathe different. Yeah. I had to use supplements. I had to taper off of all this medication. And now since more than four, four years, I'm another person and all the cynical doctors are waiting till I... You know? You, you flip back. That I flip again, yeah. back again. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. But I had yeah. a I think this is so important to understand because there is nothing wrong with medicine and medicine has no, its place and of every, course. every pill has its place. But um, the problem is the abuse and the um, many, very often also chemical, um, medical doctors, that's all they have. They don't exactly. have it. And I don't, I, I don't understand. Yeah. You know, I understand. You know, how, how do you sleep or do you walk or do you move at all? There, sometimes there should be a little bit more questions, yeah. but it's also the pressure of time very often, isn't yeah. it? When you have a room full of patients waiting for you. Exactly. I know. And there's also a new, a new development. This functional medicine is now a science. Eh? Yeah. It's nothing soft. It's a science from America. And now the results come out and now more and more people realize it's not blah, blah, blah. It is a science. And even GPs now in understand, hey, we can use it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, I think it's all about moderation. Exactly. And I am sure, because you were saying, when, because I've been to a natural natural path and I had gone through a very good cleansing, but you can have a cookie once in a while. It's of course. Just that you shouldn't have. I love <laughs> doing, doing naughty things. So in the weekend, she said also to me after when I was in balance, listen, in the weekend, if you want a glass of wine yeah. or a cake to celebrate yeah. or, a, or a French cheese, Course, but yeah. in moderation. Exactly. And I think that's what life is all about. It's about moderation. The balance. And, and when you've been naughty and when you've done something that you shouldn't have done, it just take a few days to be good. And, and But I feel it. Eh? Yeah. I was a few days ago having a dinner with somebody yeah. with all kind of diary in it. Yeah. Immediately my, my stomach is upset. Yeah. But okay, I liked it. You know, okay. need to like life also. It's the, exactly. It's the <laughs> price you pay. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about travel. Yeah. You, I, I have a whole list and I didn't study it enough, but um, <laughs> you have been to many different places. What would be, do you think that there is a place that fascinated you most? South Africa and Indonesia. 
South Africa and Indonesia. Yeah, but well, that was a long time ago. Doesn't matter. What was the? Do you remember? <laughs> well, you see, well, you know, with my memory, people say to me, "You fool us." I remember, of course, yeah. things, but yeah. often with emotions. So very bad things in my life, I yeah, remember. Yeah. Very good things, yeah. and South Africa. I mean, I come. My my father had four children who all want to study, so he had not so much money for going to holidays. Yeah. So later that came, and this rule of saver, yeah, you had money. So we went to, to South Africa five weeks yeah. in 1992, I think. And in Indonesia, five weeks, the best travels of my life. And South Africa then was not like it's now. No. And I have a lot of South African separate friends, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm almost going with them, but then Corona came, you know? Yeah. I would love to go back, yeah. but there is a lot of criminality now. But it was beautiful when it's we were there. Is. I was there. 2011, ah. and uh, because one of one of my best my best friend celebrated her birthday, she made us all go there, oh. which was fantastic. Okay, I mean, listen, I think wherever you go, you have to be a little careful, not just in South Africa. And yes, surely there is more, but there are places where you don't go. You know, yeah, yeah exactly. So, That's what they say to me yeah. when I ask, "Can I go?" If you really want to go, yeah. because it is just so beautiful. It's, it's fantastic. And the cave and the vineyards. And I don't know, I could, I love South Africa as well. Yeah. In Indonesia, I have only been to Bali. Where else did you go? Now my memory. We yeah. went to Lombok, Sulawesi, because he liked to, he, he asked a uh, travel agency, make us a packet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So Lombok, Sulawesi, we went to Kruger Park. Cape Town, the, uh, Johannesburg. Mixing, yeah, now you're mixing it up because oh. you were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be, could be, could be. Lombok is in Indonesia. You see? Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my brain image. No, no, no. But it is. We, we, we. He, you know, he made a whole program, yeah. and then it. But it was nice, and I remember once. It's a nice story that we were. Um, in the Kruger Park with the big, big uh, hippos. Yes. And you think of a hippo in a river, you had yes. to stay in your car, but yes. he, he was always naughty. So yeah. we went out and we made photos. Yeah. And the hippo, you think, and suddenly it started running. We were running for our lives to get in the car back. <laughs> that was South Africa. Yeah. Like, beautiful. Being attacked by a hippo. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Um, and then Indonesia, but there are there were many many other places. You were you also mentioned you went with your father to Israel, to Jerusalem. Yeah, what yeah. was that like? Well, uh, you know, my father loved. Uh, after my mother died, he he was having the best time of his life. My mother only made art constantly, and he wanted to travel. Mm -hmm. And then with his four children, he was traveling and put all his money in okay. traveling. So the we best way to spend money is yes. traveling. And he did. Yeah. Six years. Yeah. He was almost dead, but he he, he insisted to go. Yeah. And then he came a month to Cyprus because he liked it to be nice with me. Yeah. And then we made travel from here to Jerusalem. And uh, yeah, God, my, my father wanted to study history, but his father said no. Economics, good, good yeah, job. Yeah. So he always, you know, loved uh, and he collects stamps his whole life because I said, but why? The whole history of a country, the whole world he collects, it's, it's on the stamps. How amazing. That's true. And my mother was like, what are you doing for boring with all these yeah. papers? Yeah. But he wanted, he loved history and being with traveling. And Jerusalem was for him a very, uh, yeah, no. Emotional, special. Special. yeah. It is. A very he special he was my always my guide. Yeah, 
yeah. Now I want to talk about something else. We're yeah. coming back to the traveling, but um, I want to talk about something that many women will be interested in. Oh. <laughs> you say that you fall in love easily. Oh, too much. And you get uh, sidetracked by men. A lot. Like you follow men because you're in love and and sometimes you spend too much money on them and you also spend too much emotions on them. And <laughs> I am sure that I am talking in the name of millions of women. You are not the only one. But do you regret that no. you do these things? No, I had horrible challenges in my life. I was more times almost dead. And I had a lot of heart pain because of losing men too much. But, and even recently an Israeli man, but I never regret. You see, this is the thing because would we, should we just stop falling in love and no. life would be just so flat? I think, you know, you are the example, the way you are. Okay, I've been married. I've got my wedding anniversary. I've been married for 28 years, so that's different. But, you know, when you, you have to take risks and yes. fall in love. But I have to admit, I had too much heart pain at a certain moment a few years ago. And then I decided... Pandelis, my insurance broker, I say it almost every day, he said, Shemetmu, I know 20 years your man, they're all losers. <laughs> Next one, don't fall in love. One year only friends and then you can fuck him. Pandelis, you can't say that. We are friends, you understand. So 11 months later, I had to pay my car insurance. I said, Pandelis, I'm 11 months, take a year more. <laughs> I did, two years, the best years of my life. And, you were not and then I fall in love again. Yeah. No, I think it's just—it's <laughs> just an interesting because you know we are all human and we yeah. all uh, we all do things that our emotions get. We get carried away with our emotions. We cannot always control them. Yes, but I must admit, in these two years that I had no intimacy with a man, I spoke a lot with men because I love flirting. Yeah, like my grandma. And you know. I can, we can learn a lot of the logic of a man, eh? Yeah. I really, I'm inside, I'm more a man now. <laughs> well, they, you know, men, they are hunters. They do this. Uh -huh. Women look to the evolution. They, they gather fruit nurturers. and, and they, they have children. They can do everything at the same yeah. five balls. Yeah. And in a certain way, it's for me useful to try to mix the male energy also, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. because I got too easy with my heart lost, and that's not good. I have yeah. to protect myself. Yes, that is very true, very true. So yeah. I tried to learn from the man. You think you did? I tried. <laughs> <laughs> now, you came to Cyprus, what did we say? 22 years 22 ago. Years. Why did you come to Cyprus? What happened? Was it a man? Yeah, no, well, yeah, two men, maybe. Okay. Uh, one man was an ambassador which I met, a uh, very interesting man. And I looked three years for his beautiful Guatemaltec child. Uh -huh. And then after three years, he said, we had nothing. Then I was in depression and my best friend, I know her since eight, said, let's go for holiday. Uh -huh. So we went to Cyprus. Okay. And then I fell in love with, with a man by the Castro Taverne. I had no jobs. I lost him. I lost a child. Uh -huh. I came back and I stayed. You stayed so it was Cyprus. an adventure. 23 years 22 ago. Years 22 ago. years ago. Cyprus was quite different. Yes. Were you always in Paphos? Did you yes. always live in Paphos? Yes. Kisonaga. Most of the time. 
And uh, tell us a little bit about life in Papua. Well, for me, I started to write my first book with this man in Spain because I have Spanish blood and he had a house there. And then uh, that relationship stopped and I came in Cyprus and I stayed. But I thought, what am I going to do? My four jobs I don't have anymore. Yeah. My love, my child. So I thought, okay, I continue my book. So I came to Cyprus, then I was still very low in energy. And I loved the Sigasiga mm -hmm. because it's very slow here. Holland is super efficient, yes. nobody's dying, yes. all organized. Yes. 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 And there was sun here yeah. in Holland, seven months, it's raining. If you yeah. don't have work, yeah. it doesn't work. Yeah. I love light. Yeah. So that's why I stayed. And my father always said, yes, good choice, good choice. Yeah. You know, it's funny, like today is one of these days, it's December. And what I, the blue sky, I think there is no blue like that anywhere else in the world, like the blue sky. I love Cyprus. it. Yes, I love it too. Yeah. And uh, I think it fills your soul with what you need, especially. And especially better brain. I mean, yeah. it's for me uplifting. Yeah. It's quite difficult to be depressed when you have a, yes. a sky like that, isn't exactly. it? Yeah. Even though plenty of people still manage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, where would you, if, if it hadn't been Cyprus, where else could you have imagined to go? Spain. Spain. Yeah, tell me about that Spanish blood. Where does it come from? Well, a long time ago, long time ago, uh, the Spanish War, the 80, you know? Yeah. But in, in the south of Holland, I, I was born in Breda, that's really broad. There are a lot of soldiers stayed. Yeah. So normally Dutch people are blonde, blue eyes. Mm -hmm. But in that area, you have much more dark people. Yeah. And there it comes from. But I've, and, 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 and already, um, let's say 20 years ago, no, maybe maybe 15, I started Spanish dance because I love it. I yeah. have the temperament. When yeah. I dance, I feel it. Yeah. 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 And maybe because of my brain damage, I'm more impulsive. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and, and with Rulof, we went often to Andalusia, yeah. and to different places. You could be Spanish. You look, you, you, you're, you're, you know, you could uh, definitely. There is, there is a tie. Yeah. What about that dancing? Are you still doing that? Well, I did it till my accident. Yeah. And after, my, but my balance, you also don't see, my balance is not good because yeah. of my brain damage. And I do a lot of yoga, but even when you do the balance, I'm like this or I hold myself. But uh, the teacher asked me to come back after dancing. I tried, but I forgot the steps. Mm -hmm. Shorter memory. Yeah. And when I turned, I was falling. Yeah. So I do a lot of dancing, but without a man. Yeah. Because I can feel where my balance is. And I love dancing, and I do my Spanish thing. Yeah. But real the the dances I learned, I forgot. Yeah. And the balance I don't have. I so that stopped. We were saying before about. Um, looking at people doesn't mean that we see into people because, you know, when when I look at you, there is absolutely no sign of brain damage. You no. look like a gorgeous lady, um, you know, wonderful figure, tall, slim, fit, whatever. And uh, we often misjudge people, don't we? We don't, we only see at people, we don't see in people. I think it's also important to speak to people yeah. and find out what goes on inside somebody's head. Because yeah. judging is easy, but uh, then finding out why people behave in a certain way is a completely different yeah. story, right? Yeah, and already this Rudolf Seve, he was important in my life. He was a psychiatrist, he said, when you break your leg, 
people come to the hospital and give you flowers. Mm -hmm. When you're depressed or have a brain damage or dementia or whatever, people don't see it and you don't get the support you need because they don't see it. I was paralyzed. I couldn't speak, couldn't see. It took two years. Now you can't see it, but inside my head, I have a lot of problems. Yeah. And especially with, with lawyers, with doctors, with people in governmental, they think, oh, she fools us yeah. because I'm intelligent. Yeah. But I have a lot going on yeah. here, which makes it for me a yeah. big challenge. And yeah, I, only my father really understood that. Yeah. You know, mental health is not just... Um, You don't see it, but it's also the stigma about mental health. You don't talk about it because when you break your leg, people say, oh, poor thing, you know, it, it's going to heal or whatever. But when you tell somebody, like you are very open about your disability or whatever mm. you want to call it. But I'm sure lots of people think, oh, she's crazy. Yeah. You know, they call me très Yes. <laughs> And I don't mind. No, but. But some people do mind because yeah. being, and, and it's not, you know, you are taking it easy and you're, you're doing it in a funny way. But there are many people in this world who have mental problems and are scared, yeah. totally scared to talk about yeah. it because of the judgment that, that is um, of course. That, that's given to people with mental problems. But I studied psychology. I lived with a psychiatrist. I had my own brain damage. Mm -hmm. I helped young people with brain damage. I tried because yeah. I had my problems, how you could cope with it. I live in Holland, very open-minded. Yeah. So for me, it's something different and I am what I am. Yeah. You take it or leave it. Well, that is, I think that's the best advice. We were not finished yet, but I think yeah. at the, the, one of the best phrases in this podcast so far is yeah. I am what yeah. I am. I am what I am and take it or leave it. Yeah. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Not everybody understands that. No, and there are people who really hate me. No, no, because of that. Because they are like, yeah, how can you be like that? Now, you do, I, I follow you on social media and I see that you do stuff. I mean, you're, or yeah, you, yeah. you're officially, you're not working or, 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 but you help a lot of people. Volunteer, yeah. You do a lot of volunteer yeah. work. I try to empower women, especially asylum seekers and migrants. Yes. To work coming here in Cyprus to, to, to build a life. Because in the beginning, eight years ago, we were giving them food and, you know, we gave. And yeah. now at a certain moment, I said, no, they have to do it themselves. Yeah. We have to try to get them stronger yeah. to survive. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a little bit what I do. And I also coach a bit, but all voluntary, not yeah. for money, yeah. you know. Yeah. I only model for money. That's the only thing I do uh, Uh, for money. You've been modeling for a long time. 44 years. 44 years. I was the victim in the family. <laughs> <laughs> so that is well because you have a figure to model. Yeah, but now I, I lost so much because of my, my lifestyle. I yeah. was much better. Yeah, you're looking great. But coming back to those migrant women, yeah. what, um, what is their biggest problem? What is their biggest, what do they really, really need? Well, it's not easy, but that's my emancipated or feministic view. It's not easy in this country uh, as a foreigner, and especially when you're dark yeah. and you are huh, asking for help, and then you're a woman, to get things up and running. And if you have children also, yeah. I am godmother of a lady who has two children, 
she's she's from Cameroon. Yes. She has now four children, and she's still waiting for the refugee status. Yeah. And it's a big, big challenge to get things done. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I have the idea that uh, Cyprus, in a certain way, is quite xenophobic. Mm -hmm. And I even understand, because the problems now with migrants are gigantic for small islands. Yeah. I lived in Holland after my accident also 20 years ago with uh, uh, by an uh, inf- information center for refugees. Mm-hmm. Then Holland was very tolerant, yeah. so everybody was welcome. Yeah. And it was for me also voluntary work, so I could go when I was tired. And that is something, uh, yeah, I, I, I want to help people in all kinds of ways to get stronger. Yeah, that's a beautiful trait. Um, but what would you tell somebody who cannot help, who doesn't have time to help? Wouldn't it be just enough to be a little more kind? Yes, absolutely. I am I'm, every morning starting with a cafe mebus with a coffee. And there I, then they say to me, oh, you're so happy. I said, I try. I'm singing, I'm dancing, and I put my music on. And be friendly to each other. Come on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Smile. Because you're crazy. Yes. People who are I friendly. Don't. No, I am. I know, <laughs> but you see, this is, I have this. People think that about me sometimes as well because I post <laughs> all this stuff on, on social media. And, you know, I, ju- I, I want to be happy. It's my yeah. choice to be happy. And I, people get happy when you're happy. It, exactly. And it's my choice. I choose how I want to feel. This is, a, this is something that many people don't understand. They allow circumstances to affect their feelings but we are my trainer Robert Simic I have to mention his name yeah his famous (laughs) phrase is you are living in the feeling of your thinking yes your thoughts create the way you feel so if you don't don't like the way you feel you have to change your thought yes I know because that's what I did before my accident I was training uh, burnout directors Mm -hmm. a man group uh, because they didn't want to go to a psychiatrist, I'm not ill, and then they came in a ten, ten lesson course of me. I mean, it's 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 about this what yeah. you say. Yeah, yeah. It's Bur- about burnout is a modern disease, isn't it? Yes. It's like a badge of honor. Instead yeah. of because not only is it because it's also bad for your physical health. People don't understand that, you know. Of course. And uh, instead of avoiding it, because you can avoid the burnout. Yeah. If you Live a little bit more in moderation. And yeah, but the problem is often people who are perfectionists who don't dare to ask for help, don't delegate yeah. to other people because yeah. they all want to control it. They flip out at a yeah, certain moment. And, they don't have their and then the whole family is in problems yeah. and then they get ill and then they come by a psychiatrist. I mean, yeah, it's and like illness it's, often doesn't start with the mind; it becomes physical. Yes, exactly. Yeah. and the men often come with, "Oh, I have so much pain in my stomach." Yeah. But that's here. Yeah. Of course, of course. Yeah. I mean, that that is another story. Yeah. That's, that's a whole other <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, thing because I have uh, had uh, Doctor Igor on my uh, on my podcast. Yeah, that's exactly what he talks about. Yeah. He talks about that famous bucket where you we put everything in and then it overflows and then we have a symptom. Yeah. But the problem is not the symptom. The problem is what's in the bucket. Too much ambition. Yes. Also. Yeah. 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 Well, we are getting closer here already to the end of this episode. But um, what is Pim going to do in the next, let's say, in the next five six years? What are you? Why are you? Uh, well, uh, I'm living very in the now. 
yes. very in the now. Yeah. I had a plan because my when my last long relationship stopped more than three years ago, I thought I'm now going to travel. Uh -huh. COVID. Okay. You know. Yes. Then I get all kind of problems uh, uh, with with justice. Yeah. Let's say. And now I'm already more than a year, and I also tried to start my new book since three years. Yeah. So I have the plan to start my book, and I want to travel. What will the book be about? There are ten books I can write. <laughs> well, you should start with yes, one. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and the problem is, because of my memory, yeah. uh, you know, once I wanted to write an autobiographical yeah. book, yeah. and then they said, this is already 23 years ago, a good friend, she said, Make it short stories. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. that's something with your memories, but so I think I'm just having to start writing, yeah. and then we see where it ends. Yeah. Yeah. But it will be also about psychopharmaca. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and also about system in Cyprus here, the yeah. patriarchal system. Yeah, and about refugees. Yeah, we're looking forward to that. So you should start. Yes, you know, I so start already. Short stories are good because people have a very short attention span. Columns. I think the time of those thick books is very few people who yeah. actually read thick books yes. because they don't have the patience, nope. they don't have the time. So short episodes, short stories, yeah. short videos, everything yeah. has to be short yeah, in this yeah. fast-living yeah. world. And you say travel. Where would you like to travel to? Oh, I want to say Uzbekistan, Iran, you know, all kind of... Iran, I would love to go already since 30 years. Yeah. I mean, this mountain. My youngest brother, he can maybe accompany me on the trip. We went to Jordan. And then I have a man with me, you know. Yeah. I need maybe a man to yeah. do a trip to Iran. Or yeah, my daughter was in Iran. Yes, just before COVID. She was there with her boyfriend. And she traveled all the way from uh, Armenia by bus into Armenia. Iran, all the way down to the south to the Persian Gulf. And she thought it was absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So I can highly recommend yeah. traveling to yeah. Iran. I just have to do it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> What is your message to the world as a last uh, advice? Live in the now. Live I in mean, the now. in 28 hours, I came out of coma and I realized what your brains do, yeah. everything. Yeah. And I realized how vulnerable you are. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so important. I mean, people don't realize. They go on, they go on, they go on. Always, especially in Holland, they live in the future or the past. Yes. I think live in the now. Yes, yes. And the now is all we ever have. Yes. This is a very interesting episode. This was a very interesting episode. She turned up here with a thick knees. We will just have a conversation. And this has been a very beautiful conversation. Thank you so much for being our most memorable journey. It's been great. Thank you very much. If you enjoy my podcast, please like, share and subscribe to my channel. You will find all the information in the show notes.